Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Good morning and welcome to Real Presence Live. I am Heather Caro. And I'm Doug Weingart. And we are your hosts this morning for Real Presence Live. Thank you for joining us on this beautiful Ash Wednesday, the beginning of Lent. We have a fun, amazing show for you this morning. We're broadcasting here from the Pastoral Center, which houses everything important for Eastern South Dakota in it. And that includes our very own Bishop. Bishop, good morning. Good morning. Usually we dive right into prayer. But since you're here, I thought you could join us and start us with prayer. be happy to do that. In the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, we give thanks for every grace and blessing that you give us, realizing that everything we have is a manifestation of your love. This day, may we receive the love that you desire for us. Stir within our hearts the desires that you have for us that will help us to be healthy, happy, and holy as we celebrate this Ash Wednesday and enter into these 40 days. May they be intentional. May they be focused. May they be with a listening heart so we can discern clearly your holy will in our lives and give ourselves ever more fully to that. We ask this in the holy name of Jesus, who is Lord forever and ever. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Well, thanks for joining us this morning, Bishop. You're welcome. You are here more than just for the morning prayer. <laughs> but uh, it's been a while since we've had you on. And it has been. happy birthday. Thank you. It is his birthday today, so everybody say extra prayers for Bishop this morning. That's the only reason I'm on. Yeah. Just to get just extra prayers. Birthday prayers. No, the birthday prayers. Okay. It works. <laughs> So, and then yesterday was your anniversary of your ordination to being our bishop. So yeah. it's been four years. Yeah. How, how are things going? You know, God is so good. Uh, tons of grace. Uh, and that's always the, uh, the learning for me. Even as the years go by, I see what God has been doing in the good people around the diocese, which includes the laity, religious, the clergy, you know, whether it's deacons, priests, uh, it's just beautiful to see manifestations of faith um, here in our, our beloved uh, diocese. So it's been a it's been a time of reflection for me. You know, when you first start out, of course, everything's new and you're, you mm-hmm. know, you're looking ahead. Now I get to look ahead and have a little bit of a rear of your mirror <laughs> seeing what the Lord has done yeah. in the hearts of people. And I, I just stand in awe and wonder that God's goodness to us and, and the, the wonderful, wonderful souls in our diocese just feel so blessed. Beautiful. Well, and I, it, it was hard for me to believe when I looked and I saw that it was only four years that you've been with us because it feels longer than that. And I think part of that is because of all that you've accomplished in these four years. So can you reflect back on when you first came in, what you were looking at and where you want us to go? Sure. You know, when I first came in, of course, it's like a deer in a headlight, right? Yeah. Uh, like, right. Ah, I've, I've never been a bishop before. I don't know how this all works. And God, what do you want? So it was actually a lot of prayer early on. And that's been a continual theme the Lord's inviting me into is deeper intimacy with him. 
because anything that's going to be worthwhile needs the spiritual fruitfulness that comes from him. So I need that clarity, certainly as bishop. We all do in our, in our various lives, vocations, stages of life. What I would say is what came clear to me early on was the, um, and the Lord blessed me with it, just he surprised me that it was that quick into my time as a bishop, but very uh, clear um, vision that he wanted for the diocese, and with the help of others to put wordings, uh, wordings to it, became lifelong Catholic missionary discipleship through God's love. So the Lord was so putting in my heart that we need to be, you know, really focused and mm -hmm. that we need to be really intentional. And so all of our life, we're striving to be Catholic through and through. So that means how we decorate our homes, how we live our lives, how we, how we practice faith, how we learn more about the Lord. So this lifelong Catholic missionary, meaning going out, right? The right. Lord was really stirring in my heart, go out. And even the, the words from the uh, Holy Father that were uh, pronounced at the time of my ordination was to be missionary, be a missionary bishop. So this whole sense of that we need to be reaching out to other people and sharing the good news of the gospel. Yeah. And to, yeah. to make it in a very simple way, like, hey, this is what God's doing in my life. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. It can be as simple as that, sharing it with people yeah. and letting them see. So what I've then, as I look back, I see how the Lord, how people are responding to that in various ways. And, and some of the beautiful things I have to, I do have to say, as I reflect, reflected back in these last four years, a lot of it for me is to see how people have um, shared their gifts. And what I mean by gifts, it could be their uh, gifts to help in the parish with whatever their uh, particular gifts are, their mm -hmm. charisms. People who are uh, participating in the School of Missionary Discipleship, you know, so they're being trained, like, how do I pray? How do I, you know, mm -hmm. discern God's will? How do I grow in the spiritual life? That's the stuff that's so edifying to me. Yeah. When it moves from beyond, hey, here's an idea, here's right. a concept, where people are grabbing onto it, when people are seeking it out, when I hear of people, you know, coming into the faith and their faith journeys and what the Lord's doing, uh, it's just, it's really with awe and wonder. So I look back, well, yes, there was, it's a very important role the bishop has, absolutely. But I've seen it more as I need to pray, I need to listen well, I need to set vision in a sense, kind of try to stay at that higher level. I'm used to being more into the details as a mm -hmm. parish priest and pastor, but this is like I need to stay higher and I need to allow the others to be empowered into those gifts. And so even with all of set ablaze that would become of how do we get our priests being able to work together in the mm -hmm. sense of, having some shared prayer life together and being on mission together. They're not alone. Like when Jesus sent them out two by two, he didn't send them out one by one. Yeah. It's a very different change. It's very hard because yes. we're not used to that. Not just for the priests, for, but for the parishioners too. Mm -hmm. um, but it's, it's this spiritual aspirations that the Lord's placing on my heart. And then it's me in prayer uh, calling others forward into that. And then they're the ones that have been doing, frankly, the heavy lifting. All the good folks in the parishes and you know, Catholic schools and institutions where they're like really, those who are just really getting on board, like we need to be really serious about mm -hmm. Catholic identity yeah. and really serious about being missionary and just changing how we're doing things so that it's aligned with Catholic identity, Catholic mission. And we are like Jesus setting us out, go out, you know, yeah. make disciples of all nations. So yeah. it's been fun for me to reflect back and see what God's doing in the hearts of so many good people. Well, and many hands make light work, you know, and so we can talk about it all day, like you said, but it, I love seeing that the diocese is putting so many different parts of it into action and making it happen and, and giving us the lay people tools 
to be able to go out and to do what you've been asking us to do. So Yeah, and if you know we can use the example of missionary disciples and we have that school of missionary discipleship, mm-hmm. Father Scott and Doctor Burkwald put together. Um, you know, there's so many other things. But I think of even like with vocations, you know, to yep. for religious sisters and religious priests or you know, religious priests or diocesan priests, uh, diaconate, like it's it's the responsibility of all of us mm-hmm. to pray to discern where do we sense like someone may have a vocation and then what do we do with it yeah right so right. to your point of the tools now Father Scott Trainer and his team with discipleship and evangelization and through vocations work they've developed a, a whole like here's what you do if you're you know if, uh, a religion teacher if you're mm-hmm. a parent here if you're whatever these are the signs to look for here's what you do if you sense someone may have a vocation, so we nurture the vocation. Yeah, beautiful. So again, it's a credit to the good people that are like learning it, getting it, and then they're being empowered in their baptismal mm-hmm. call. Yeah. Well, and today is an obvious special day. So Doug and I were talking before we even started the show. You always want to say happy whatever, but that just doesn't feel right today. It's your birthday, so I, I can say happy birthday, but it's also Valentine's Day, and now let's throw in Ash Wednesday. Uh-huh. Appropriate greeting for today would be... Happy Ash Wednesday. Happy Ash Wednesday. Okay. How's that we sound? got it. I like it. <laughs> All right. It should be a happy day. <laughs> so for you, what is Ash Wednesday? How do you reflect on Ash Wednesday? Um, what does it do for you? You know, it's interesting. Each year, of course, that's how grace works. God, grace comes to us each day, right? The mm-hmm. way the Lord communicates to us and where we're at in our spiritual journey. So this year, uh, I've been reflecting more upon this whole sense of even the liturgy teaches us so beautifully. For example, in the Confidior. So when we begin Mass, um, I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have sent. Right? That's called the Confidior. Confidior, okay. yep. Uh, but then it goes on to say, what I have done and what I have failed to do. And so that this year is what was really popping into my head. Lent is really a time for us to step back, to listen, and then have this disposition of like, what are the things that I should be doing that I'm not doing? Mm-hmm. What are the things that I'm doing that I ought not be doing? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So even the liturgy teaches us on Ash Wednesday is a kind of an intentional focus of, okay, let's really reflect, repent and believe in the gospel. Mm-hmm. Or in the old uh, form that they used to use, um, uh, turn away from sin and be faithful to the gospel. Yes. Right? So it's that what I ought not do and what I ought to do. So this year, that's been kind of my way of internalizing it with the Lord speaking within my own heart, to my own mind. Like, okay, Lord, what are you inviting me to stop doing? Mm-hmm. And what are you inviting me to start doing? Hmm. Very simple, but very needed. I mean, that's so simple, but that's kind of where you need to start. I I was talking to a priest. I want to say it was Father Paul Rutten. I'll give him the credit for it. Um, but he he said, what do you keep bringing to confession? Uh, yeah, that's a good way to do it. What sins do you keep bringing to confession? Yeah. Start there. Yeah. You know, what should I do for Lent this year? Maybe start there. Yeah. And I just thought that was brilliant. Yeah. It's like, Mm, yeah, it's that simple, isn't it, Lord? <laughs> yeah, so it could be, let's just use that as an example. Let's say that someone's struggling with patience, right? If that's a, every time they go into confession, they struggle with patience. Okay, so then to turn to the Lord and say, Lord, teach me how to suffer well. Hmm. Because patience, the root word comes from pasio, which means to suffer. So something's basically not going the way I want, hmm. right? Something's not going fast enough. Somebody isn't doing what I want them to do. I don't like something in myself and I'm not patient, whatever it is. <laughs> 
So if that's the case, if patience is the is the kind of the struggle point, um, so what they can do is open that up to the Lord, and they can actually practice being patient in ways that maybe they realize they're uh, they're doing what they ought not do. I'll give you a simple example from my own life. So sometimes I, I love to get things done, right? And the more I get down, the better I feel, right? <laughs> yeah. Perhaps many of us feel that way. Well, sometimes when we're on the road, I'm the same way. If there's someone in front of me, like, I just want to get around this person. I want to get ahead of them, right? So there would be times where I'd be like, no, that's not what I ought to do. So I'd literally make myself stay behind that slower car, <laughs> even though they might have been going the exact speed limit, right? Right. <laughs> Whatever it might be to stay behind that car and to really discipline that inordinate desire to just get ahead of this person. Right, so that would be like a practical example <laughs> using the great illustration used from uh, Father Rutten of like, hey, what do you bring to confession? That'd be a great place to start. Mm-hmm. So often those are things we've done that we ought not do, right? So um, we we speak of them as sins of commission, things I've done wrong that I ought not have done. Sometimes what we forget is the sins of omission. Mm-hmm. What should I have done that maybe I haven't done, mm-hmm. ought to have done? Yeah. So that's where prayer is so important, so that we can goes back to that, you know, the pen, the um, confidier, right? Mm-hmm. What I've done or what I failed to do. So sins of commission, things I've done that I should not have done, things I haven't done that I ought to have done, the sins of omission. So that'd be a great place, perhaps, for us to just take to prayer, like, okay, what's the Lord inviting me to do that I'm not doing now? Right. <clears throat> and it and it's not always like extraordinary things. It might be just love yourself. Just let me love you. That's yeah. all I want you to do. I just want you to believe that your sins are forgiven in the past and that I love you. Right? Don't don't keep shaming yourself yeah. or whatever it is. Right? Yeah. That I tell my daughter that all the time. I she'll say something negative. I'm like, don't talk to my daughter that way. Yeah, I love I like her. It. Don't love talk it. to her that way. And you know, it just changes the frame of mind on how are you talking to yourself. Yeah. Would you let your a friend or right. a loved one talk to you that way? No. I like that approach. Right? I think I'm pretty cool. I, I'm sure I stole what do you it think? from someone. I like it. I do like it. Do you think she's I, pretty cool, I too? Well, I think she's really cool. Do you? Well, you know, you know. I'm just pretty cool. Maybe we need to take a survey the, of the listeners. No, like, no, you no, know, no. Cool no, or no, not no. cool, <laughs> right? It's, it's <laughs> that's what we're going to do. Well, Bishop, we're going to take a quick break, but we're keeping you here if that's okay with you. Um, Folks, you're listening to Real Presence Live. We're broadcasting today from the Pastoral Center in Sioux Falls. We're going to take a quick break, and Doug and I and Bishop DeGrood will be back with you in just a few moments. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Searching for more great Catholic content? Visit our website at realpresenceradio.com. Find Catholic news you can trust, information about events coming up in the local area, and the latest on what's happening at the RPR Network. And don't forget that you can listen to any of our stations around the clock from anywhere in the world. Need prayers for someone or something in your life? You can submit those through our online form for the entire family to pray for. Real Presence Radio, your family of faith and hope. Online at realpresenceradio.com. Hi, this is Ben Frost from Holy Spirit Church in Virginia, Minnesota. I work with adult evangelization. I'm also a father of five children. And for me, I'm just so blessed to have Real Presence Radio in our area. 
because the reality is, is life gets very busy. Uh, the many blessings of working in the church and also raising five children and being a husband. But sometimes I just need times to refuel and to just be present to the Lord. So for me, it's just such a blessing to go into my car in the busyness of my day and to turn on Real Presence Radio. And it really renews me. It fills me with the Holy Spirit and helps me to be a better father, helps me to be a better husband, and it helps me to be a better worker for our church. So I'm just very blessed that we have Real Presence Radio and we continue just to pray for the Lord's blessings and support for all of their amazing work. At the University of Mary, we offer an education for the whole of life. Our values-based, flexible, and affordable education will prepare you for success and help you become a leader in your field. Whether you want to start your degree for the first time or continue your education, whether you are a working professional or want to pursue school full-time, join us for an education that will help you make a positive impact in our community. Discover the Mary difference. UMary.edu. That's UMary.edu. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back and good morning. My name is Heather Carroll. And I'm Doug Weingart. And we are your hosts this morning for Real Presence Live. Thank you for joining us this morning. It's been a great morning. Ash Wednesday this morning, so we thought we'd start off the right way with Bishop DeGrood in the house. He is joining us uh, here in the Pastoral Center in Sioux Falls. Thank you, Bishop, for being with us this morning and sharing some of your wisdom with us. Uh, We're talking about Ash Wednesday, of course, fitting. Let's talk a little bit. Doug has been a a good Catholic already and been to church already. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to do it first thing. That just was really what I wanted to do yesterday. Praise the Lord. Yes. So let's talk about the ashes themselves. Yeah. Can you give us a little tutorial, why the ashes, the meaning behind them, dive into that a little bit? Yeah, so one of the beautiful things is there's times in our life where the Lord um, invites us to allow our faith to be very externalized. And so the ashes are for us, and they're, they're black, right? So mm-hmm. that's often to remind us of death, but particularly death to ourselves, so there's two formulas that can be used when the ashes are put on the forehead. Uh, one that I remember as a kid, and we might all remember. Uh, remember that you are dust, and to dust you shall return, right? So it's to remind us of our mortality and that we're on a journey, a spiritual journey here on earth in this physical form as it is, only for a certain period of time. So it's like an awareness that, remember, you are dust, and to dust you we shall return. So when we think of creation, God... You know, took the elements, if you will, of his creation to create the body and then um, implanted the beautiful immortal soul. So to remember that we are dust and to dust shall return reminds us of our mortality and our physical uh, life. And it's a reminder to us to die to ourselves so that God can be more alive within us. And so the sign of the cross, of course, is the uh, now more and more ancient Christian symbol, right, mm-hmm. of Christ, that this is reminder of Christ, and it's sacrificial love, death to self, for the good of other. That is, to give glory and honor to God, to serve other people, and in that, we discover, and we, through God's grace, we attain the potential that we have. 
to be his disciples animated with his own spiritual life that is grace through us and in us um, and God then uses that to manifest that to the world so we go to church remembering okay we're entering in these days like Jesus went into the desert with prayer and fasting it was to be a time of testing and trial and we'll see that of course in the scriptures um, you know through Jesus journey all the way up to his passion his death and then ultimately the resurrection as we celebrate on Easter but it's for us to enter into that season as we go through the scripture readings um, each day and each Sunday um, remembering that we're on this journey and this journey is not just for hey that was for Jesus some 2,000 years ago hmm. how is the scripture active and alive for me today what is it saying to me what is God inviting me into to receive his love and maybe if we go back to what we were talking about just a few moments ago about sins of commission sins of omission right mm -hmm. what are the things that I've done that I shouldn't have done okay go to confession let's really be intentional about that let's pray and fast for conversion in that area of our lives what are the things that I haven't done that I ought to have done well we might not be aware of them yet so mm -hmm. it's important that we take the time like your intentionality of going mass early today it's like i just really want to get to mass get the ashes on right it's like you're off to the good start right yes and then it's to stay in that journey with the lord as the scriptures are revealed to us in these next 40 days and how does that apply to us today not just everybody else not just to jesus 2000 years ago or the, the people that were living at the time the scriptures are active and alive. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it's eternalizing that in our own lives. Mm -hmm. Well, and a lot of people use another symbol to represent <coughs> the same thing. And I'm pointing at Doug because he has it on his hand. But that's memento oh. mori. Ah. So that a lot of times you'll see with the saints in some of their images and stuff, they have skulls. And you might kind of think, ooh, rock and roll and craziness. But really, the same kind of thought behind that right yeah exactly it's the same thought in the sense of remember your death mm -hmm. so that we live the goal would be that we live each day as if this were the last day of our lives it reminds me a little bit of a beautiful saying that uh, the listeners may or others may be familiar with that for a priest you know say your first mass as if it was your last mass mm -hmm. as if it was your only mass so if we knew that, like, wow, how different would we celebrate Mass each time? Right? Yes. So if we use that by analogy, imagine today, if this was, you know, my first day, my last day, and my only day to live, mm. how would I live that? I would never make money. Sure, <laughs> I would never go to work. <laughs> you, you wouldn't need money because you have one day. I right? just have yeah. the day. <laughs> you just have the day to receive yeah. the love of the Lord. Yeah. But that's true. Yeah, so if we really kind of allow ourselves to live that mystery, and it's really the intentionality, right? And that's what we start with Lent. Like, hey, let's be really intentional. You come forward, you receive that, repent, and we believe in the gospel. Or remember that you are dust, and to dust you shall return. So the scripture readings each day, because I don't know if I'll be here tomorrow. The Lord right. may call me home, right? Like right. true for all of us. So if we live each day and we're ready at any time, it rightly orders everything in what we do mm -hmm. in our lives. So if we remember our death and like, okay, what do I want to get in order before the Lord were to take me home? Well, let me get to confession. Let me get my ashes, right? Whatever the things are that <laughs> yeah. I feel like I really need some time to just get some things rightly ordered. That's the goal of, of yeah. Lent. Let's take this time to let the Lord rightly order things in our lives. And it's not just a matter of, 
oh, I'm going to muster through this and I'm going to take it all on. No, it's remembering death like, Lord, I need you. So it's that humble disposition, yes, acknowledgement of sin or the things that we haven't been doing that we should be doing, you know, whether it's commission or remission. But it's living in that spirit of dependence, Lord, I need you for the grace of conversion. And then when we take that on, then we're not like just trying to fix ourselves because sometimes that becomes our problem. We're working so hard to fix our problems and we can't fix our problems. Mm. We need God's grace for the grace of conversion so there's a change of heart and the grace then so whatever that sin is that we might struggle as or sins, uh, that it's actually, well, I need God's grace. Mm-hmm. I can't save myself. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I think I take away from this, though, the intentionality. I mean, that is, you know, you grow, like I said, you grow up and you're like, oh, this year I'm going to uh, candy or cake. You know, it's, yeah. it was never, it should have been, and that's what I get. Yeah. It's, you know, the older, intentional. Yeah more intentional and and i think you know there's a place and a time for giving up of sweets maybe if that's a downfall for you or whatever but i also think too it's a good reminder that god cares about your life in all aspects and i think people tend to forget that they're like oh how can i be a better catholic how can i be a better um whatever but it you need to look at your whole self and maybe finances are an issue for you. Sure. Invite God into that situation, whatever you might be struggling with. Um, you know, you might have a fear of something, or, but God wants to be a part of all of it. Yes. And so inviting him into all aspects of yourself. Yeah, and I think, you know, especially in today's world with things like technology, um, you know, years ago we would think of like giving up certain things, right? Yeah. And, but I think of technology today, uh, you know, just part of the whole goal of Lent is to become more free from the attachments that we're attached to. So someone has like just the TV news on all the time Mm. and it's especially with if it's lots of negative news it's feeding something into them and it's having an impact Mm -hmm. on us whoever you know may choose to do that. So to really or we think of our our cell phones like the you know the text goes off or the you know the email comes in or the whatever what what are the little alarms that are keeping us so triggered all the time yeah that we don't have time to really listen to remember our death right mm-hmm. uh so part of the one of the important things during the lenten season is the time for silence and recollection so that we can internalize what the lord wants to speak to us how he wants to love us how he wants to give us grace um, so it's, it's, I think, in, in the world today, especially for uh, younger <coughs> generations, just because they grew up with it more than, than my, I would have, mm-hmm. <coughs> it's very easy to become addicted to things like yeah. our phones, video games, whatever the things are, Facebook, this, that, or the other thing. So it might be like, okay, so like how much time ought I be spending on that? Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it can be something as practical as that. Does the Lord want to be in those details? Absolutely, mm-hmm. to your point. He wants to be in every detail. Let's say that, yeah, I've always been intending to work on that exercise, but just haven't gotten there. Well, to remember we're temples of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Or if it's food, or if it's drink, or if it's whatever mm-hmm. those things are that we kind of turn to, often we think of as like the pleasures that somehow bring some sort of satisfaction to us, but they don't bring happiness. Lent is about striving for the things that are going to bring happiness, and part of that is disciplining the things that are stealing away the happiness because we're caught into mm. the attachments mm-hmm. to some sort of pleasure in our life, whatever that might be. I think some of us would be 
shocked at learning how much those are pulling our attention to. Well, I think we think it's less than it is. You know, a lot I, of times I would tend to. I definitely agree with that because I think part of the experience of purgatory is going to be going back and looking at regret with all those things because we see it as mm. it is. So what we don't get readily ordered in our lives today, yeah, right, where the attachments are still there, we're just we're just like not paying much attention to them, yeah, um, and we're just kind of like, well, that's okay, that's okay, that's okay. I, I my, my part of part of uh, p- uh, purgatory is going to be the purification of things that we still have been attached to in our lives, <laughs> and mm-hmm. so maybe it is those things that you know we just never became free of because God wants us to be free. In order to be in heaven, we have to be uh, perfected. We have to be perfect. It means we have to let go, right? Remember yes. death. Yes. Well, and and the the church is just a beautiful thing. I mean, she provides us the season so that we can take a step outside of ourselves and take a bigger picture look at things like, okay, let's reevaluate this and let's see how things are going and yes. where can I grow? Where can I change? What can I do better? So she's, she's awfully wise. <laughs> she is. And the hope and goal would be is that we just don't do it alone. Right. Amen. So especially if we struggle with doing something alone, like yeah. changing a, an attachment to some food or whatever it might be. Uh, to have s- others who are journeying with us, to mm. offer us encouragement, accountability, uh, insights, right? So when you think of like Exodus 90, mm-hmm. uh, can be a wonderful thing. They're not all alone in it, but they're going through this journey with the Lord. They're learning as they go. They're checking in with each other. Uh, those sort of support systems are extremely important. And it's very helpful for us to then also be have healthy transparency with someone else in our life. So it's not just all hidden back there, because that's where the evil one wants it. Right. Because then he can manipulate it that much Mm -hmm. more. Thank you for being on with us this morning, Bishop. Welcome. It's been a privilege. Will you part us with a blessing? Absolutely. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit descend upon all the listeners and remain with them forever. Amen. Amen. Happy Ash Wednesday. Thank you. Indeed and it is. happy birthday. Yes. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, Father Michael Kapperman is going to be on the other side. So stay with us. More Real Presence Live right after this. Live, engaging, and local. This is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. As you think about your future, there is one more thing you can do. Write or update your will and estate plan. If you pass away without a plan, all you have worked for in life, both financially and emotionally, will be decided and divided by someone you may have never met before. We have some tools to help you in your planning. For more information, please visit our plan-giving website at rprlegacy.org or call Mike at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. Have you forgiven those who have hurt you, especially those who abandoned or left you after taking their own life? I'm Father Chris Alar. Jesus says that you can only be forgiven by God if you forgive others. It is one of the most important things you can ever do, for if you don't, you are jeopardizing your own salvation. When you refuse to forgive someone, you are not hurting them, you are only hurting yourself. Forgiveness is a critical part of the healing process, which includes forgiving yourself. Also, forgiveness may not be nearly as difficult as you think. So join us and learn how to forgive, and God can fully forgive you through His love and mercy. 
please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. Did you know you can listen to the RPR Network when you're on the go? Just search for Real Presence Radio in your app store. Listen live to any station across the network at any time, so you can stay connected to your local community from wherever you are. Plus, if you miss a program, the Real Presence Radio app is your one-stop shop for local and national podcasts, including our signature show, Real Presence Live. The Real Presence Radio app, with you every step of your faith journey. Download it today and see what you've been missing.